Hello, welcome to Life in the Pit. My name is David Lane, and it is great to be with you once again. This is a bonus episode. Um, it's actually a video episode, the second one that I've done. So if you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, you'll find it there. And uh, if you're not, uh, the link for this video will be in the show notes. And uh, go ahead and subscribe while you're there. If you just want uh, this podcast in just a slightly different form, um, I, I'm not yet doing this for the longer numbered episodes that feature guests, but um, this is kind of a new approach that I'm trying as far as um, just these short episodes. So um, I'm getting ready to have a big guest on episode 67, going to be chatting with him in just a few days, and I'll be dropping teasers about that leading up to the episode, but that'll probably be in a couple of weeks. In the meantime, I had a couple of listener questions and um, I thought this would be a good chance to go ahead and answer some of them. And they're related, I think. So um, I'm going to go ahead and get to the first one. I actually answered this first question about a month ago on Instagram stories. Um, it was asked in an Instagram message, and I did um, a short Instagram video. Uh, but of course, Instagram stories comes and goes in, you know, gone in 24 hours. Uh, so maybe you didn't see that. Uh, and of course, I'm, I'm sure I have new listeners since then. So you definitely would not have seen that. Um, but I think this, this may relate to some other people. So uh, the question comes from Erin. And she asked, how worth is it taking work where I don't make any money because I spend on travel and accommodation. I probably read that badly. <laughs> what she's basically asking is she's, she's getting offered gigs that by the time she spends on travel and accommodation, she doesn't really have any leftover. So there's an important question that I think we need to answer f that relates to this. It also relates to the other question I'm going to get to. And that is this, um, what good does it serve for you to take a gig in the pit? And not every, not every gig offer is going to be the same. So you need to ask yourself just a few things. What would you like to get out of it? So obviously for a lot of you, you would like to make an income. You would like to uh, receive a paycheck that uh, you you feel pretty good about and you say that was worth the time that I spent uh, doing the show, the rehearsals, the performances, and also the practice leading up to it. So a nice paycheck is one of the reasons that you would consider doing this. Another reason that you might be taking a gig, however, is you're adding things to your resume. It's kind of hard to get those those gigs that pay well when you don't have a lot of them that you can show to your to your client that you've done this type of thing before. So, you know, musicians hate this word, but I'm going to say it, exposure. <laughs> um, but really, I really, I kind of hate it too. So I'm going to say experience. It's not really exposure, it's experience. And it's experience that you can use as a selling point. So if you're early in your career want to get a good paycheck, this is something you can do. Kind of related to that is networking, which is 
okay, maybe, maybe these are people that can't pay you now, but I have done things for free or cheap for people only to have them tell me on the next project, we have a budget now and we want to hire you because you did such good work on the last one. And uh, that actually was for film. That was not for theater. But the same things do apply. Um, if you make a relationship, relationships will get you hired more than uh, an anonymous resume or an unsolicited email. Uh, I've very seldom hired people because someone said, "Hey, I pay. Tr I play trumpet. I'd like to. I'd like to uh, be in the pit." Well, I'll call them only if I don't get the people I've already worked with or someone who has been vouched for by someone else I've worked with. And uh, I've been on the receiving end as well. I've very seldom just been asked blankly uh, to, to play or to music direct without some kind of recommendation from someone that I've established a relationship with. So definitely this is a valid reason for taking a gig. And um, even if it doesn't pay that well. And then the, the last thing is if, uh, and I don't think this answers Aaron's question at all, because it sounds like this is not the case, but do you even need the money? Um, there is nothing wrong with doing any kind of artistic gig or anything you want just because you love it. Just, uh, you don't, you're, it's not part of your income quilt as we've said a few times on this podcast or your portfolio, as some, as some people say. So definitely, um, you want to evaluate why am I doing this gig? Now, if you don't love the gig and it's not paying well, you, you do have to ask yourself, is there value in this experience or is there a value in this network or relationships? And by the way, I have been offered gigs before where, um, I didn't care for the show the money didn't pay well. I didn't see these people as ones that I would, would want to work with. <laughs> um, and I mean, it was just strike, strike out four strikes <laughs> in this case. Um, and sometimes that's the answer. Say no to the gig. But if it meets any of those four criteria for you, it's definitely worth taking the gig. At some point, though, you have to decide your priority. If you want to get paid professionally, then um, it, you you need to, you know, get your experience to the point to where that will help get you some gigs. You have some relationships, and then start pursuing those higher-paying gigs and saying no to the ones that are not that lucrative. Okay, this next question is a little longer. Uh, that doesn't mean that the answer will be any longer. Um, but this comes from Brad, and I'm going to read this. It's it's a little lengthy. Uh, but by the way, I do want to say to Aaron and Brad, thank you guys for being listeners and for reaching out uh, privately and, and for allowing me to answer these in the podcast. So this is from Brad. Um, As I've been doing more and more pit work, with high schools, community theater, etc. It's taking time to adjust my to my schedule to the pit work hours. Uh, my previous job, working at a church, was mostly 9 to 5 during the week, plus Sunday mornings. Now I'm doing a lot of evening rehearsals and evening weekend performances. Uh, 
Uh, so it's taking time to figure out things like, when do I take a day off? Since I often have to have performances on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sometimes it's tempting to try to work 9 to 5 and then do rehearsals in the evening, but uh, that can leave me wiped out. Also, of course, the schedule often changes week to week. I might have a very busy tech week, then two weeks with no rehearsal. And little things like meal times have needed some adjustment. Since evening performances tend to happen around dinner time, do I eat early or wait till after? In my personal situation, my workload is about half freelance music stuff, primarily theater right now, and half freelance artwork. I design, build, repair, uh, stained glass items. My wife also works a steady 9-to-5 office job. I'm sure that this is a skill that anyone doing freelance music work or really any entertainment-based work has to learn, but the answers vary a lot depending on your workload and family situation. But I'm sure that anyone doing work outside of the normal 9 to 5 Monday through Friday has to learn to adapt and figures it as they go along. I'd love to know anything that you've learned over the years and advice you have for keeping a less traditional work schedule. So Brad, thank you for this question. It's actually, I think if I marked it correctly, this is really about three questions. Um, and of course, uh, I don't remember if it's physics or if it's uh, psych psychology that says that uh, there's no simple answer, um, or I should say, um, <laughs> there, there's no simple answer to a complex question. So complex questions require complex answers. And this may be bogus, and I, and I just remembered that from a movie or something like that. But I, I do think that uh, in this case, it is true. Uh, this is not a simple question. It does not have a simple answer, which is the main reason why I didn't just email this and uh, that being one reason, the other reason I'm, I'm sure that everybody who's a musician can relate to this. And I particularly relate to this. There's an author that I really like named John Acuff and he has a couple of books, uh, but one of them is called finish. And in there he describes having what's called a bomb list or a fail list. In other words, you kind of write down things that um, you're committed to or you are content with being either mediocre or bad at. <laughs> so like in his case, he was saying he's very bad with keeping up with current TV shows. It's just one of those he, when it comes to parties or where he has to like have a conversation about that, it's just not going to be something he's going to be good at because he's not willing to take the time and he doesn't have the interest to maintain the hours of watching to, to keep that up. And I have a bunch of things like that. That's actually pretty similar with me. I, I think of the Academy Awards that were just presented. I watched one of those movies. I used to be a huge movie buff, but it's just something that as my priorities have shifted, I don't watch that many movies anymore, or I really don't watch much of anything. Um, I'm currently watching and loving the the show that's on Netflix at the moment. It was originally on the CW, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I think it's a really funny show, really brilliant. Um, and, and, and believe me when I say I really like it. Well, I've been watching it for nearly three months, and I'm on on season four, not even halfway through. And <laughs> that's the 
that's me binging. That's me watching two or three episodes here, taking about five or six days off, coming back to it. Um, you know, I probably could watch it faster, but I am watching it with my wife. It's one of those things that we both love. Um, so I'm not very good at that. I'm also, I, I would love to be a DIY guide. We've got some light switches around here that need repair. And uh, I've got so many friends who are just saying, just cut the breaker and then take a screwdriver and, uh, you know, get, go get yourself a, a new switch and uh, just add the wires and you'll be good to go. It'll take you about, you know, 15 minutes at most. Well, I've learned that, you know, when people say something will take 15 minutes, it takes at least 45 to an hour. And I'll probably mess it up in the first chance. Um, I know that if I, pra if I practiced, I could do it. But you know what? I've called a guy to come over here and do it for me because it is something I can't afford to do this job. And it's something <laughs> that I can't take the time to do myself. So I wanted to set up this whole concept because it's very important, especially when I see Brad laying this out, you can't do everything. And this is going to be the case of some of you. Some of you will are, would like to play in the pit, but you can't play in the pit because of the combination of things in your schedule, such as family and such as uh, working in a job. Okay, so the, the first thing I want to go ahead and address is let's just talk about the issue of family, because I think it would be irresponsible for me to say anything other than this. I, you will regret it if, you, if your family is resenting the time that you spend away from them. So you need to communicate with your family, whether that's just a partner, a uh, domestic partner, or whether you have children. And talk to them about your, your dreams, your goals, and the commitment that requires, and make sure that they are on board with you doing this and how much time it will take. Because you don't want to find out years later how, uh, well, they didn't say anything, but they felt a certain way. So this is something you have to decide how much time are you willing to spend away from your family? And are they really okay with that? Or are they just saying that? <laughs> Be open, have that honest conversation. So this is something that you, you have to figure out before you can go forward with this. Um, if families that are expecting you to be there a lot away from work, away from a day job, if we want to call it that, um, that's going to be a tough situation. And, you know, it's going to be, there may be some situations where you, you do all of the math, you, you put all this together and you say, I like this, I just can't do it. Now, <laughs> there's a more nuanced answer to that and I'll, and I'll get to that in just a second. Um, I'm just dissecting these questions to make sure that I cover this. So it's taking the time to figure out things like, when do I take a day off? Um, since I often have performances Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And that is a, that is a good question. Uh, first thing I would do is I would see if you can do more at one job or less than another and like do more on a day and try to get that day off. And I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm struggling with this too. Um, I've taken a list of things that I've done in the last, I don't know, two or three years to make an income. And it's an absurd 16, 17 item list. And most professional coaches, you know, mark, uh, marketing guys will tell you, 
not marketing guys, but, you know, business coaches, that you should be striving for two, three, or four things, not 16, 17 things. And, and I'll just go ahead and, uh, you know, I'll just share that there's a, there's like a big dichotomy with me right now. And I've, I've wrestled with this over the years. Do I do more with teaching or do I do more with theater? And I've thought about over the years, I should probably do less with teaching so I could do more with theater. But really over the past two years, I have reversed that stance. I really think, and going forward, I'm probably going to be doing more with teaching and far less with theater, at least as it comes to being a music director. Um, It's one thing to um, program a keyboard, rent uh, rent a program file for a keyboard, and come in for a, a tech week and and the shows and just kind of leave all the stuff there um, and adjust my schedule for the and adjust my schedule for those weeks. Um, being a music director requires that you're there for auditions and for callbacks and that you're there for all the music rehearsals and that uh, if you're also the accompanist, you're there for all of the run-throughs and that leading through the show. And that has kept me for many years. Um, unable to teach past a certain time, just knowing it wouldn't be worth it. I would be canceling most of their lessons in the course of a year. So the questions that I have to ask myself are, are this. If I want to teach more, can I, can I accept doing less theater? And, by, and I guess another way of saying that is, do I have to give it up completely or can I just do less of it? And so this is a solution. Um, if you don't want to give up doing theater and you can't control the other aspects of your life, or you don't even want to control it, you, you like your day job, you like your life and you, you just want to kind of keep things, uh, the way they are, but you don't want to just say no completely to theater. Well, you know, the, doing less is an option and something that I have definitely strongly considered in, uh, hopefully going to be doing going forward. And that is just having kind of very uh, specific parameters about what shows I'd like to do, um, what kind of conditions I want to do them in, and only saying yes to those gigs and doing more with the other aspects of my life, which by the way, also includes podcasting. Because I've also thought about very often, do I really want to uh, align my schedule for for this to happen? So, um, So one of the things that I would suggest if, if you can, can you, can you do less with one of your jobs so that you can get that day off? So for me, I've managed to keep off Mondays for years. Um, I, I do private teaching. I don't teach on Mondays. I often get asked about it. Um, but unfortunately, of course, when I'm doing shows, I'm always rehearsing Monday nights. So, but again, that's as a music director, um, don't get a whole lot of asks to do Monday night rehearsals um, when I am playing in the pit. So that's one of those things that improves the odds of me keeping that day off. So, you know, you want to look at your schedule and just look at your job and just say, can you, can you, do you have control to do less at one job, maybe more with another, align your days so that you're, you're getting that time off. Um, this is a good question. Uh, do I eat early or wait till after? Um, so the secret here is, um, 
just what is it you would normally do on a when you're not in a gig and try to keep it as close to that as you can. Um, and if you're on the gig quite a bit, you might look at things like, can you eat lunch earlier so that you can have an earlier dinner? Or can you eat lunch later so you can have a later dinner? So this is going to be different for everybody, but I definitely would recommend, uh, you know, that you, uh, you know, if it's an evening thing, try to align your other meals so that you don't have this big gap in there. Um, for me, I always eat before. I can't wait. I, I can't wait till late. Um, the, and that's just me. I, it seems like most people I know don't eat right before a gig, but um, it, that's in the evening. But for me, I would rather have that early dinner and just like not even think about that. I don't want to get to intermission of a show and think about how hungry I am. So, uh, so that, so that's me. Um, have I, I'm not sure if I covered everything else. I think we, we talked about it. Um, you said that, uh, you know, you have a, a personal situation, uh, of a workload that's half freelance music stuff, uh, and half, you know, freelance artwork. So if you have freelance, Generally, that means you have some control over your schedule. So this this kind of goes back to that. Can you can you arrange your schedule so that you're you're getting your priorities in in the order that suits your goals? So um, again, that was a complex complex question, and I gave a complex answer. I don't know that I gave anything very satisfactory. Um, I think if I was going to summarize, I would say. You know, you have to decide. You you have to accept the possibility that you may not be able to do everything, um, or you may not be able to do everything as much as you want to. So, prioritize your your schedule and uh, eliminate or reduce that which matters least, and do more of what matters most to you. And, uh, that's not just work, but that's family. That's everything that's in your life. You know, um, this is the only <laughs> secret to happiness with time management is to do more of what you, what you want to do and less of what you don't within what you can control. Um, then when, you know, then meals are all personal, but I would try to kind of align them in such a way that, you know, you're not having big gaps between meals. Uh, so eating earlier on your breakfast and lunch, if you want to have an early dinner and eating later, if you want a later dinner. Um, and, and I think that's, you know, that's kind of it. But, uh, as far as specific situations, uh, leave me a comment, uh, leave me a message. Uh, you know, you can do that at the website, lifeinthepitpod.com, uh, or you can send me a private message on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. And, um, you know, I read everything that comes in and I, and I try to answer all of them. Uh, but if you have anything that you'd like to, to share on how you've handled any of these, um, whether or not to accept a gig, um, or like if you've taken a gig that doesn't pay very well, but you saw value in it beyond the paycheck, or if you struggle with things like this time management with other jobs and, uh, you know, being with family and so forth. Um, how have you handled this situation? Definitely let me know. And, uh, I would be happy to share that as kind of a, 
next little video for, for this. Uh, and also, if you have other questions, please send them to me. Uh, if it's if it's not you know a, a real short simple answer uh, that I can just send back, uh, it's definitely content that I uh, that I can share on here. And again, hopefully, this was beneficial. So um, so this episode was not as short as I thought, um, but just like me trying to do housework, it never is. <laughs> so, anyways, thank you for uh, checking this in and uh, my video recording app crashed on me no fewer than five times in this recording, which tells me um, that my goal of looking for a new computer is, uh, down the road, down in the very near, near future, is a good idea. Uh, so hopefully this isn't too awkwardly edited. I, I was hoping to do this in a single take, but um, it's more like six or seven takes. So anyway, um, thank you. Please be sure to subscribe to wherever, wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a, a like and a rating uh, a rating and a review if you haven't done so already and uh, be sure to follow us on uh, life in the pit pod on uh, instagram facebook and twitter and uh, we look forward to being back with you in just a couple of weeks